This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Mary Schiavo is a pilot and the former inspector general of the U.S. Department of Transportation, a transportation lawyer and safety advocate. Mary, it's good to have you on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. All right. uh, You know, uh, Walk me through this because, you know, the whole thing has become a very much uh, of concern because you had six months ago the Lion airplane uh, in the Far East that went down and killed all the people on board, over 180, and now the Ethiopian flight as well. Within six months, two planes. Uh, can we infer that they're pretty much the same reason or has that been established yet? Officially, it hasn't been established, but yesterday reports came out from the airline itself saying that there were control issues with the plane. So it was starting to look more and more that uh, there were similarities that you know simply could not and should not be ignored. So I think uh, certainly there are some people that think that, that it's uh, starting to look like it's the same thing. Yeah, but it's not shown yet. Well, yeah, and we had our own transportation minister, Mark Arnault, earlier today saying uh, they have validated satellite tracking data that shows the similarities. But again, he didn't want to get ahead of himself or out over his skis in this one either. But uh, it's now been ascribed to, I guess he said, a software glitch. Uh, And this kind of, uh, the pilot had to try to negate what the software was saying in flying the plane. So it almost seemed like it was this battle that was taking place upon takeoff. How would you describe it? Well, that's exactly it. The plane, when they modified it and created the MAX 8, they put newer, uh, more powerful, more efficient engines on it. But when they did that, they found the plane had a tendency to pitch nose up, which could lead to a stall. So they put this software in called MCAS, Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, that would automatically pitch the nose down if there was something... uh, a miss with some of the sensors. And once that happened, it was automatic and it was going to go forward. And that meant that there was something called a single point of failure, meaning one thing on the plane could potentially bring it down. And when we engineer planes, that's uh, something you try not to do. You always have uh, duplicates, backups, more than one system, etc. And that's exactly what happened. It, it, there was a, a faulty sensor, an angle of attack sensor. The plane pushed the nose down, and it's not humanly possible to pull the plane up once that occurs. It takes more force than human bodies have once it goes full nose trimmed down, and the plane crashed. So the second one, is it the same thing? We don't know, but all of a sudden, even the United States has grounded them after fighting and for days, uh, Boeing and the FAA saying there's no problem. Now they're grounded. A couple of questions now, though. Uh, The black boxes that have been recovered in the Ethiopian case would tell us all of this? Yes, and they have obviously been found. They've been sent to another country to analyze because Ethiopia did not have the capability. It's believed they were not sent to uh, the United States. You mentioned uh, where, I guess, Boeing trying to say everything is all right, don't worry, don't get yourselves uh, all in a fuss, folks. I'm told even the head of Boeing uh, maybe petitioned President Trump to intervene. Did you hear that? Well, um, like, do these decisions become political? Yeah, he visited with the president, but he assured the president that the plane was okay. I don't know that I call that intervening, but uh, he did tell the president uh, on on the news that it was a fine plane and good to fly. And then today we have a reversal by the president. So in the interim, what was said, I don't know. Yeah, I just wonder, you know, when (laughs) 
the cases of damage control, which evidently this is now facing a crisis management on the part of Boeing, uh, if, you know, there's political uh, machinations behind the scenes and uh, what have you. But let me just move on to uh, the other issue of uh, where the pilots uh, could not countervail what was being uh, told to the plane by the software. Uh, A couple of things. Wouldn't that have been ascertained or figured out in testing or on a simulator or something like that? Yes, it should have been because since you can't fly the plane without this system, this would have been critical to the certification of the plane. So it's uh, you know highly uh, highly suspect how they got it certified without testing this. Now, could pilot experience be an issue here? Or you're saying once the software, I mean, you're talking physics, uh, it goes past the point of no return. No pilot's going to bring it back, and it goes into the ground. Because I, I I understand the pilot may have had requisite experience, but the co-pilot only had like 200 hours. Yes, but the problem is that in order to stop this runaway event, you have to troubleshoot what's going on and then turn off the system. And the troubleshooting involves several steps, different pages, uh, or if it's an electronic screen, different screens in the manual, and then you have to turn it off. But first you have to figure out what's happening. And uh, they discussed, for example, putting automatic sensors in the cockpit so the pilots would know when this was occurring. But those sensors were not mandatory. An airline could order them or not order them. And that was one of the fights that the, this delay for making these changes was about, whether those sensors would be mandatory so pilots would know when this is happening and not have to troubleshoot while they're flying a plane load of people on takeoff, the most dangerous part of the flight. Again, with Mary Schiavo, a pilot, former inspector general of the U.S. Department of Transportation, we're talking about these Boeing 737 MAX 8s that have been grounded uh, everywhere now. It seems most jurisdictions have uh, grounded them. Now, how do they uh, fix everything here and uh, give, I guess, consumers the confidence that they can fly again? I'm under to understand that they've got, uh, well, it's a software glitch, so obviously there's got to be some kind of a patch that's affected here, a software patch. Uh, how will we know that's adequate? Well, at this point, since they've been grounded, they will not be flying until the repairs have been made. So they cannot, uh, they they can't fly until they're installed. Part of the problem was uh, the uh, FAA had given Boeing until April to figure out what they're going to do and make the repairs while the planes were flying. They hadn't been grounded, and that's what was going on in the United States. Now they can't fly until the repairs are made, and that's the way it should have been right from the start. So what's the timeline on something like that? We don't know yet. Mm. Have to stay tuned for that one. <laughs> yeah. In the interim, uh, what's happening to Boeing stock? I, I believe it's tanking, but you know what? They'll be all right in the long run, and had they done this on day one and acted, uh, I think this is a self-inflicted wound. They should have uh, reacted right and properly the first day this happened, and I don't think the damage would have been as bad. First day meaning Lion Air six months ago or the Ethiopian? Yeah. Lion Air six months ago. Right, and so uh, that kind of got lost in the haze. Okay, and this is a relatively new plane, is it not? Rolled off the production line in yes. 2017? Yes, and these models were, were um, uh, very new. One of them was uh, just a few months old, as I recall. Any idea how many are in service as we speak? Uh, yeah, there's, uh, well, I used to know the exact number, about 500, and there's 5,111 of them on order. And uh, I guess that's going to be delayed somewhat as they iron out the glitches. Uh, and it will. How do you finally ensure that the, uh, I guess, the traveler's confidence is reinstilled? I mean, what do you do to win back their confidence? 
Well, you assure them that you've done more than just the bare minimum to get the plane back up in the air. And uh, I would assume that the media is going to be heavily covering what they have done to assure that these planes are really fixed. But in some cases, you can't recover the confidence, like the DC-10, the Comet. The customers never came back. But the 787 Dreamliner after the battery incident, they came back. The 737 Rudder Hardover uh, crashes in the 90s, they came back. It depends how they handle it. Very interesting. And so we'll watch with interest. I appreciate your uh, valued insights here this afternoon. Mary, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 